This is the final whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. Well, hi and welcome to our preview podcast. We've been looking forward to the Weymouth game. I'm Mark Griffiths and I'm joined by Jay Long. Hi, Jay. Hi, how's it going, Mark? It's a, it's a big game on Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Weymouth, another team down near the bottom of the table. They're fourth from bottom. If there is relegation, three teams will go down, so they're right on the edge. Probably won't be a relegation, but they can't afford to ease off. But I've got to say, they look to me like a side who are on more of an upwards trajectory, or well, certainly than Barnet, who are sinking like a stone, aren't they? But... Uh, Weymouth are going to be a, a trickier proposition, I think. Uh, yeah, well, I've, I've been, I've done a bit of research into them this morning because I had a bit of time and uh, I've looked at their uh, National League Team of the Week for the last four weeks mm. has had a Weymouth player in it for the last four weeks. Mm. So it says a lot about how well their team's playing and how well they're gelling at the moment. They're coming mm. off a good win uh, against Stockport too. Superb win against Stockport, isn't it? Absolutely superb. And I watched that game, or a chunk of it, and uh, you could see the complete difference between what they were like when we played them earlier in the season and now. Same basic shape, 4-4-1-1. But, you know, when we played them, and they'd been like this in, I remember the game before, which which I looked at, Prior to that match, they, they folded. Once they had the mm. lead, they they backed off, defended too deep, and cracked under the pressure. And of course, we got that winning goal in at injury time. Uh, they looked the exact opposite against Stockport. The exact opposite. Um, they took the early lead, and then they were so compact defensively at Stockport, kept battering and battering away at them, and they were not finding their way through. It was really resolute, and I, I was impressed with their work rate and their, their concentration. They're a different kettle of fish. We do not want them to score first, and we don't want it to go nil-nil for a long time, because once they get close to getting something out of that game, they're going to fight like hell to hold on to it. Oh, 100%. And I think the two loan signings that they come in in January really helped them out. Elliot Ross, the keeper from Lincoln City, um, he's been playing for them since he's come in. And Dominic Revan from Aston Villa, um, who looked brilliant against the likes of Mo Salah again, in the Liverpool, that famous Liverpool game and didn't look fade. So he's come in and slotted perfectly in the National League. Well, I mean, you, you, you say that, you just... You'd already marked my card before today about Revan. Um, and, and so I was keeping an eye on him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100% correct. <laughs> he was looking very, very good. He, he can, he's quick covering the ground. He's strong. Uh, he's got everything you'd want, really. Uh, he wins his, his battles with the opposing striker. I really, really like the look of him. He, he's, he's, well, well, Aston Villa think that highly of him. Bjorn Engels is going to be leaving Villa in the summer, apparently, and they're not going to re-sign a new centre-back. They're just going to have him. So, yeah. there, there you go then. So, you know, a club of that stature thinking that highly of him. He looks like a leader. He didn't look phased playing against the first-team Liverpool side. Mm. Uh, he's not going to be phased playing National League side, is he? Absolutely not, no. He, 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 he looks a... 
a quality loan signing. And quite frankly, that, that's the key, isn't it, at this level? If you can bring in players of that ilk. Um, and like you said, they've also brought in a lone goalkeeper. He made a, a fabulous save uh, in the second half uh, from a close range chance. He looks a good signing. I think what they've done is they've been very, very wise in the way that they've recruited. Because um, just going through that team that they've now got, compared that on the screen is the team that they played against Stockport. Mm. Well, the differences between this team and the team that played Wrexham, because, you know, pretty much it's the same. I mean, the shape is the same, but the two centre-backs have both been brought in on loan as well as the keeper, and Mensa looks a good centre-back as well. He's also big, strong and mobile, so they've really worked the loan market well with them, and they brought in the core of their defence, the keeper and the centre-backs, who are just, yeah, look very, very good indeed. And they've also brought in on loan Dallas from Cambridge. Yeah. He started off at Rangers, he scored the goal, took it well, but he's got something up front. He's got more than Thompson did when he played against us in the initial game. He's he's quick. He runs the channels. He looks quite threatening. And yeah, so they've the midfield put in a good shift, but they brought in four players there who've got mm-hmm. a bit of quality. The other alteration from the Wrexham game is Camp at right back, um, who was injured and is now in the team. Um, but yeah, they are a much better side. They really work hard when they haven't got the ball. And then when they drop off into that defensive low block, there's no space between the midfield and the defence and they're hard to get through. McCoy was impressive against Wrexham, I thought. Uh, it was mm. creative. And although Dallas was left a bit isolated quite a lot, that's a, that's a decent team, that is. Um, they're going to make us work. Oh, 100% Andy Dallas has scored four in the last five and that Stockport and Bromley he scored three of those goals as well and that's 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 a really good return isn't it um, if you look at their last results they've had they beat Stockport as we've talked about which is a, that's a massive result isn't it uh, for them they've beat Bromley they beat Boreham Wood and they beat Oldershot and they beat Hartlepool this season so, since January, they've really, really become a different side. Yeah. And but but on the flip side, they have lost three one to uh, Yeovil too. So even though they're in fine form too, don't get me wrong, yeah. they're not. Un- they're not this. We're not trying to make out like they're some sort of unbeatable colossus. Yeah. It's still Weymouth, but it's not going to be as straightforward as people are thinking it's going to be. I think. Hundred percent. Um, it's not at all. It's going to be. It's going to be interesting for me. I know it's a corny cliche. I'd love to see a score early because they've they've earned that superb result, for example, against Stockport by having fighting ability. Um, mm. What are they like when they actually have to come at you? And I, I wonder if that might be why it's more difficult for them. But as you say, they've got a pretty consistent run at the moment of like win, draw, loss going on, haven't they? You know, sort of like four points out of nine. That'll get them out of trouble. Oh, um, 100%. And they're beating good sides as well uh, and getting draws against good sides. So they're not, they're, they're sort of developing some sort of 
not winning mentality, but strong mentality to where they're not going to be an easy game anymore. Like they were, even though we played poorly in the first game this season, they, they were still an easy, it was still a, a, a win, wasn't it? When we shouldn't have really been winning from 2-0 down. Yeah, it was, uh, they were, they were, we were off on the first half. They were off on the second half. Is is yeah. possibly a fair way of looking at it, but um, yeah, it was a it was a proper proper um, exploitation, if you like, of mm. the side's vulnerabilities. And I don't think those vulnerabilities are there now. So yeah, we're gonna have to work now. If you look at it from the Wrexham point of view, of course, yeah. we've got players coming back from injury, which is good. We've got Harris. Uh, we've got players like the quality of Horsfield and Rutherford who aren't actually in the squad. And, you know, so it, it's good to see the strength of depth coming back. We've got Lainton available once more. So that's that's pleasing, isn't it? Oh, 100%. And for me, I think you've got to put Retail Johnson in for a game like this, mm-hmm. where, where we're looking to attack and score goals at the get-go. Um, and maybe taking Karen, even though I don't like saying this because he's been fantastic, sticking French back at centre half and having Kelleher, Vassell, and French at centre half. And we need to really get at him and maybe start Jarvis or carry on with Durrell. I don't know. I think it all seems to be working quite well at the moment for Wrexham. But I, I, for me, I, I would want to get Rhysol Johnson in there. Hang on a second. You're, you're Mr. Don't Change a Winning Team, aren't you? I am. I uh, yeah. I am, but I think this is a game that be well made for Rhysol Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. If we can get at them, especially early on, like I said, when the game's not settled yet, we've got a chance to cause some problems, haven't we? Um, <clears throat> goalkeeper, stay with the same or Dibble? Yeah, he's done nothing wrong, has he? I, I think it'd be unfair to to drop him. Absolutely, absolutely. And then, of course, up front, I mean, Dean Keats alluded to having to rest Dior Angus at some point, but I wouldn't have thought this is that point. I would have thought that he'd want to make sure that he's there to, if we're going to try and get on top of them, to take the chances. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I, I, I'd be starting Dior and um, Thomas up front still. Uh, they, I know Dior's as Keats has said, he probably needs to rest him at some point, but with us wanting to get ahead early and get them on the back foot, you'll be wanting to play Dior, won't you? Yeah, yeah exactly. Excellent. So, let's, uh, let's hope we can do the job. Because if so, we'll be building up men- momentum, hitting another big home game on Tuesday against Eastleigh. But uh, after last week and the hard work we put in, it's yeah, it's looking pretty promising. That table looks quite nice, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's it's important to realise as fans as well that you know the the, the name Weymouth isn't glamorous, but it's go, it's going to be a hard game, and yeah. a win would be a great result. I'm not saying I I definitely wouldn't take a draw. I'd be unhappy with a draw, but again, they're a good side, and a win would be a great result. And we just need to keep on chipping away with this un, undefeated yeah. going into Eastleigh. Exactly right. Let's hope we can achieve. Exactly that. Well, remember, you can keep in touch with the game in all the usual ways. There'll be the live stream, of course, available. There'll be live commentary on Mixler. There will also be the usual range of post-match podcast analysis as well. So please keep subscribing. 
keep clicking on notifies and our liking and rating and all those lovely things, reviewing. It could be a horrible review. We don't care. It's still a review and it still helps us to, to raise our avenue for the club. So thanks very much, Che, for joining us and let's hope we can put a good performance in. 100%. Look forward to it, Mark. Absolutely. Me too. We've been Mark Griffiths and Che Long from the Rex AFC media team. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.